Abba Yahweh, bless the sharing of your word to my brothers and sisters to encourage and to uplift, to teach, admonish if that's what needs to be done. And Father, it's your word, it's your truth for your glory and the glory of Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son. For it was your will that he come, and he came stepping off the throne, setting down his crown and coming for us to sacrifice himself for us so that we could all, all of us have the opportunity to spend eternity with you, Father, who created all things. Abba, Yahweh, the maker of all things that are made. Yahweh Aman, Yeshua Aman, Parakritos Aman. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are praiseworthy. <clears throat> Pardon me, brothers and sisters, sorry about that. I have uh, something that's been kind of stirring up, and I, I learned a, a new word. I'd never heard it before. It makes perfect sense. But there is a word in my reading. And that word is aggrandize, A-G-G-R-A-N-D-I-Z-E. What that word means is to elevate oneself, putting themselves in a place of worship or that. Um, I bring that up because I am going to talk about our Father God, who should not be diminished but magnified. And speaking of the idolatry that takes place in this world today over many things. In the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's that's the first of the Ten Commandments, brothers and sisters. God is a jealous God. He doesn't like us to worship others above him. He created everything. He made everything. He made us. His only begotten Son came and sacrificed himself for us. And in uh, Exodus... 20, verse 4 and 5. I'm sorry. In 19, 4 and 5. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Brothers and sisters, God made everything. And I remind you again, as I've done so before, is that he made us with a free will choice. He could have made us so we just fall down and obey, period. 
We just fall down and obey, and that's it. But because God is love, and it's not that he loves us just because it's a good thing or a right thing to do. God is love, and all through the Bible, <clears throat> throughout the Bible, it says that God is love. It doesn't just say God loves. It says God is love. All the names that we give to him and that he has are his character. God is good. <clears throat> Pardon me. He is our good, good father. It's not just because good is a good thing to do or because it's the right thing to do. God is good because God is good. Period. And I love the fact that when Moses has communion with God and in Exodus 3, 13 and 14, and Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God is your father of your fathers hath sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What's his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shall thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Father God is the ancient of days. He made everything. A translation of his name, Yahweh, is maker of all that is made. Brothers and sisters, we have this idolatry thing that God talks about. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. We have a very great deal of idolatry that's going on around us today. And some of us ourselves, in a subtle way, are guilty. And we must be very cautious of this. But this, I've shared with you before, the enemy comes in many shapes and guises, and he works his wiles so that he can come in and infiltrate. He will absolutely out, outright infiltrate our mindset. And he infiltrates into the churches themselves. I share with you again, brothers and sisters, it's not like some Hollywood uh, horror film or sci-fi that the vampires can't cross the threshold of the church. It's holy land. It's holy ground. And, you know, it's allegedly been sanctified. And I say allegedly because there's some churches that just build and they don't anoint the, the doorpost. They don't pray over it or anything. They just build it and walk in. But... Again, it's not Hollywood. There are demonic spirits that will waltz right into church. And how do they do that? Because they're invited in. And how are they invited in? Because there are people that go to that church that are not true believers that are carrying them. They're carrying them piggyback. They, they bring them right in. And when they come in, those demons walk in with them. And then they hang out in there and they go about their business on trying to distract, disturb, agitate, annoy. And all the things that they do out in the secular world 
they do right in the church. Tell me that you've not been in a pew or a seat at a church and had either kids chattering around you, uh, millennial teenagers with their cell phones out, texting back and forth instead of listening to the word. And you have adults that do the very same thing, brothers and sisters. They do the very same thing. And quite honestly, it annoys me to no end to have them being focused on all of that stuff. But then what I do is I close my eyes. I say, Father, draw me back. Your word, your teaching, your truth is the import. I rebuke these demons. I rebuke them in Jesus' name. On the blood of Jesus Christ, and I rebuke the demons, just like I do in my daily walk. And let me tell you, brothers and sisters, it's the, the demons are coming. They're, they're, but here's the thing, too. Let me jump over on this side real quick. I am blessed because of their annoyance. I praise God because of their annoyance. And why would I do that? Because, brothers and sisters, God has planned in me something that is so far great and so far removed from this world and this earth. And I have no idea as yet. However, he has me on this path. Whatever detour he has me on, that is the road that I walk. And in faith, I do so. And because those demons come to annoy and pester and agitate and try to build a foundation in and around me, which I rebuke and I I cast out, I pull down at every turn. But that tells me that something has got them agitated enough that they report back to their master, the prince of the air. Lucifer, fear, the liar, the condemner, the accuser. And they come hard and fast at me in many guises. But here's the import. If they weren't doing that, then that would be that I already belong to him and he's not worried about me. I'm his. He didn't have to worry about me because I'm going to do what he wants me to do and say what he wants me to say. Act the way he wants me to act. But remember what I said, brothers and sisters, that that we are, God has said that we will be a peculiar treasure. Interesting that word peculiar. That word has been used in the New Testament teachings of Jesus Christ. Also, Paul wrote that, that we are to be a peculiar people, a peculiar treasure. We are to God. For those that believe in Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, and believe in him and have faith in him. And why is it that we are peculiar? We are peculiar because we don't follow suit with everyone else. That we don't pay attention to what everyone else is saying. And Second Samuel 22 and 29, for thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. Father God is that lamp, and the Holy Spirit walks with us, and the lamp within is the Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ. We have accepted that Jesus Christ is his only begotten Son, and that lamp is to shine out. We are to be that guiding light 
Remember, brothers and sisters, a lighthouse was a beacon of hope. It showed the sailors that thought that they were lost out there. All of a sudden they saw the lighthouse and they realized, <clears throat> pardon me, in those days that they knew if the lighthouse was set a certain way that they would have to go on one side or the other. And they knew that. It was in the charts. And they went to the lamp or the light, the lighthouse, that could be seen far out into the ocean. And that wasn't simply because of the oil wick or the oil burning in the pan. That was because of the reflected light. I learned this early in science in school. For whatever reason, refracted light, bent light, is much brighter, much brighter than straight beams of light. And it's a very interesting thing that the refracted light is much more intense. And it's a beautiful thing that we have that opportunity to be those guiding lights, those, those reflective lights, rather than, than that word that I used, aggrandizing. But brothers and sisters, idolatry today is a little bit more subtle than what it used to be. They used to build great big giant grotesque statues like Nebuchadnezzar did and, and ordered all the people to bow and worship the idol that was him. And we are told not to do that thing. However, <laughs> and I see it around, this. I, I have totally given up on so many pro sports. I used to really like watching football and other sports activities, but there have been so much going on. Okay. Athletes, brothers and sisters, I've heard people call, oh, they're my heroes. Let me tell you, okay? Jesus Christ is my hero. My Father God, who created all things and made all things, the Holy Spirit that guides me, those are my heroes. I also have heroes that went to war and went to serve this country. And many did not come back. They, many gave some and some gave all. That giving all is they laid down their life for service to this country. Those are heroes. Not those, not those men and women that put on their little spandex outfits and run around on a field and jump on a football and, and scream in people's faces with rudeness and arrogance and agitation because they didn't get their way in the field or even off the field when they're not performing for the people. And that's all they're doing is they're performing. They're acting out. And yet they get paid millions of dollars to do this thing a year and you have people men and women that are laying their lives down on the line and doing so they volunteered to do it and yet they get paid so little i'm going to share this with you i was a staff sergeant in the marine corps years back many years ago i had i had actually not i was on the staff sergeant promotion list i had not made staff sergeant yet i was a sergeant and my oldest son's mom and i I had applied for uh, the WIC program. I didn't want to get, you know, any, 
I was being prideful. I didn't want food stamps and all that stuff. I just wanted help to get food and, and milk and eggs and stuff for, for my baby. I was told no. I was told no because I made $25.35 too much a month. So I was denied WIC. And uh, they didn't have any base housing, so we were living off base. And it was probably going to be, I forget what they said the waiting list was, but we were living off base, which, um, yeah, I got a per diem. But everything was eaten up in, in the bills and the, and the rent and those other things. God took care of us, though, because <clears throat> our government wasn't. Nobody else was, but it was okay. God took care of us and brought us through everything, and I'm here where I am now. But idolatry is very subtle in these days and times, brothers and sisters. We vaunt others and that word aggrandize. I kind of like that because it's making making myself, I'm much more grandiose than anyone else. And I've actually read an article, and this is a quotation from a sports person. Not going to mention his name because that would be forward speaking. I don't need to do that. But you may recognize it because he said this out in, a, in an open statement. The people love me too much to shut up and dribble, which people have said that he ought to do. Because let me let me share this with you, brothers and sisters. Many of these sports personalities, they put themselves much higher than anyone else. They're actually out in general public. They're actually pretty rude and obnoxious individuals. I've watched some of them in action right in front of me but also holding my peace because of their entourage they and they've got no qualms about jumping on somebody in a in a gang like thug attitude which they do i've seen that didn't too but standing up there and they treat people rudely obnoxiously and then to say that people love me too much for me to shut up and do my do my job and his job that he gets paid multi millions of dollars a season that they play, and they don't even play a full 12 months. I think they, the play that most of these yahoos are, are four months out of the year, and yet they get paid multi-millions of dollars per season, and a season is about four months in length, and they have all these clubs in there, but they're getting paid multi-millions of dollars, and people are willing to shell that money out to watch them run around in their spandex outfits and act so arrogantly and rudely and diminish everyone else, but they vaunt themselves up. Oh, the people love me too much for me to shut up and just dribble and do my job. I'm going to pretend to be a political scientist. I'm going to pretend to be a cultural expert. I'm going to pretend to be a geophysicist and know all about all these things that are going on in the world. And I'm going to, I'm going to use my position as a point of opinion. And then they start. That, brothers and sisters, and then people, people idolize those individuals. They will diminish the Father God that created all things. They will diminish that person, our entity, our creator, Abba Yahweh, the maker of all that is made, the ancient of days, the I am that I am, and he simply asked 
that we keep his word and keep our word with him, and we will be a peculiar treasure. And again, I share with you, brothers and sisters, that peculiar treasure is because we don't fit in like everyone else does. And the Bible tells us that we should we should abstain, avoid the froward speaking, and we will be unsavory to them. What does that mean? Well, froward speaking, F-R-O-W-A-R-D, gossiping, rumor-mongering, and speaking of things that we really don't have true knowledge of. That's froward speaking. And that you have individuals, I know you've met them, I know you've been around them, that they, they try to insist upon telling you something and then you attempt to walk away because you know that it's not exactly true, but you don't want to hurt their feelings because they're your friend and blah, 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 blah. Brothers and sisters, I've shared this with you before. Truth is always better. Yeah, it might sting for a minute. And if they don't want to forgive and they don't want to forget that that sting, that not a physical slap in the face stung a little bit and they don't want to let that go, then brothers and sisters, trust me in this, you don't need to have them in your lives. If that's all they want to do is talk rumor and gossip, and because you told them the truth, say, you know what? You don't really know that's a fact. That's rumor. You heard that somewhere, and now you're spreading it, and I don't really want to hear it. You didn't intend to hurt them. You didn't say it in a mean, aggressive way. You just told them that you don't want to hear it because it's not factual, period. But yet... Like I've shared, those that look for offense will find offense. They will find anything that will offend them and bother them if they look for it. Brothers and sisters, in telling the truth, what is the offense in that? There is none. That's all that Jesus Christ was doing was telling the truth. And whenever he told them, they that have ears, let them hear and the scales from their eyes so that they may see. That is spiritually speaking, the spiritual, that you lean in and you listen to the word of God. Listen to the truth and open your eyes and read his word. See him speak. Brothers and sisters, God talks to us all the time and he will use many different ways, shapes, or forms to do so. But remember this. Not saying that he won't ever use the thunder and and that loudness. John described his voice as the many waters or many thunders. But brothers and sisters, more so in the Bible, God speaking has been that still small voice. Could this be because we look for him to be loud because he's God and we look for that loud rumbling and that uh, boisterous tumult of sound to come from him. This is why so many became offended 
with Jesus Christ because he didn't come back in the way that they thought he should have come back. The Messiah, the King of the Jews, is what the scriptures called him, that he would come back and he would come for them. But they were offended because he didn't come on a steed. He didn't come on a big old horse. He didn't come with his shield and buckler and his entourage of troops to run the Romans out. He came and he rode the colt of a donkey that had never been ridden before. And he rode that in humbleness into the city, the kingdom, capital city. That's how he entered. And probably 90% of those that were laying down the palm branches and crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, for that holiday, that Palm Sunday, they turned and walked away from him. They, They left. Brothers and sisters, there are many that were in his in his group that came and followed him, that came and, and walked with him, and, and he taught them directly. They left. When he was crucified, they walked away. He wasn't their Lord anymore because he wasn't visible and right there in front of them. And they diminished his meaning. They diminished God. They vaunted self, money, possessions, self. That word aggrandizing just means to elevate oneself. That's kind of an interesting word. Aggrandizing. Grand, making oneself grander than what you should be. That's a form of idolatry. Putting yourself above. And then you forget about God because you have all these things that are going on. And that you have diminished God and magnified yourself. Brothers and sisters, magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord in all he is and all that he does. He is the maker of all things that are made. He is Abba, Yahweh. He is the great physician. He is our shield. He is our banner. He is our peace. He is our shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. I've shared this with you before, brothers and sisters, is not to whack, it's to protect. To protect and serve us. That's why he carries his staff as a shepherd. He uses it to bonk the demons when they come in to bother. And remember, Jesus Christ described them as the savoring, slobbering wolves that seek to whom they may devour. Peter described them as lion. Jesus Christ described Satan as a lying. In the bushes, crashing and making noise, first of all to deceive and to draw our attention and get our attention and make us frightened and discouraged and dismayed. But brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. He came and sacrificed himself for us. And Abba, Yahweh, 
I am that I am because he has been and created and made all things. By him, all things were made. And by him, all things consist because he is in all things. Brothers and sisters, I love you this day. Do not fall into the subtle idolatry that is around us today. And it's there, brothers and sisters. It's either a car, it's money, a house, things that our neighbor has and we idolize and worship and we diminish our God, Father in heaven who created all things. We diminish that and we elevate those things that people have and what we see around us. Brothers and sisters, magnify the Lord. Don't minimize Father God because he made all things. They are created by him. All things are made. And we are his peculiar people. We should be his peculiar people. I share that with you again. Why are we a peculiar people? Because we don't fit into the category that everyone else thinks that we should fit into. By doing this, saying that, acting this way. And because you don't fit the mold that mammon tries to push you into, you're odd, you're peculiar, you're odd man out, odd woman out. Don't mind that. Goodness gracious. Don't seek the offense in that. Seek the worthiness in that. Am I worthy to be that peculiar person? Am I worthy to be the odd one out? I don't mind. I don't mind at all. I don't go clubbing and I don't go carousing and I don't go chasing. The demons come and they try to agitate me in other ways, shapes and forms and they come on it. But you know what? I thank God that he walks with me and talks with me and tells me that I am his own. Because he loves us all so very much that he can do that. I can be his own. You can be his own. We can all be his own. And why? Because he's got so much love. How much love? That two-letter, little word again, loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth shall not perish but have everlasting life. All he asks us to do is to say, yes, I believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten son. I accept that fact. I believe that. I want to have faith in you, Father, your Holy Spirit to come and guide me and show me how that can grow. That's it. Just believe and have faith. Two little things. And then the others are added on. Brothers and sisters, don't listen to what the devil says. Don't idolize things that are in this world today. And oh my gosh, some of these athletes think themselves so much and so high above everyone else. They are just, some of them, brothers and sisters, I have personally witnessed, they are absolutely obnoxious, rude and obnoxious to other people that have no, nothing that they have done to deserve the egregious actions that were taken out on them. Waitresses, waiters, 
people at work and because and then they look around to see if somebody's laughing at what they said or how they treated that person and then if anyone's chuckling then they get even more uh, agitated by it that's that's like feeding the little it's feeding the inner child in them that comes out and people idolize them brothers and sisters we should be idolizing and worshiping the God of love who loved us so much, who treats us so well, who gives us so much, who blesses us. Brothers and sisters, he blesses us through the grace that he had because, brothers and sisters, we don't deserve anything that God graces us with. And mercifully, he holds back what we do deserve. You look around and you think that you deserve things that you have and things that are going on in your life that are all great and wonderful. <clears throat> if you truly believe that, then you deceive yourself and that's okay because that's the working in the enemy. That's what he, he does. Deceptive attitude deceives. That's what he does. That's why our mindset has to be right. And brothers and sisters, here's the other thing too, and then I'm going to let, let you all go. God does not want us to just, just eke by. God's desire is that we thrive. And the way that we do that is we give all that we possibly can. And whenever we can, we give more. I'm going to share this with you now. A little anecdotal thing, and I try not to do this too much, but I some things I can't help it. It just is. But I have found that the more that I give back to God and the more that I do through God that I'm able to do because I can't do it without him anyway. And the guidance of the Holy Spirit that that I actually, <laughs> I, I get more. I mean, brothers and sisters, I've shared this with you already. I go into my cupboards and my, and I don't know where all this stuff comes from. I I don't go grocery shopping regular like I used to. I used to have a schedule and I would take off and go and, you know, and I'd stack all the stuff up in there and then the next shopping day every every two weeks. Now I just go piecemeal. I, I'll go and I'll get something, uh, maybe a milker. And brothers and sisters, I'm telling you that I have stuff in my cupboard that I'm, I'm not sure where it's at. Well, yeah, I am. I Let me change that. I know that my Lord is watching over me. And I know that it comes from God. Physically speaking here on this earth, and in an earthly wise, I don't know where it comes from. But in the spiritual sense, my God is watching over me. And I believe in my faith in my God that it is entirely possible. All things are possible. And I can do all things in my faith in God and through Christ who strengthens me. All things are possible. Anything is possible. Chase those things that are good. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Seek God's face. Seek his truth, his knowledge, and his wisdom. And all these things shall be added unto you. Have a blessed day, brothers and sisters. I pray for you. I'm in your 
my going out, my coming in, brothers. Have a blessed day.